Uh, you gave me. <laughs> you gave me these toys. <laughs> I gave you too much time to have your green screen and your now your new fancy webcam. <laughs> Why? Uh, I hope you're recording, by the way, because I've just of course. hit record. Um, why are you in space with Christmas lights above your head in your space station floating above the planet? You caught me in the middle looking through my options. As soon as it hit, Michael wants to join you. I was like, well, this is what we're going with. We're doing it now. It looks like uh, you're going through all the various filter options. Yeah, pretty uh, much. And you forgot to go to the next one that was like Christmas background. So you have the Christmas like add-on, which is the lights, but... You are in space currently. We are space Christians here. <laughs> the scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengowrie, any Glen. I'm Ramsay. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. I'm, you know, I keep looking for new demos for the show. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> Somebody not on the planet. Here's why I don't deserve them. Because I go, have my little tab open. I'm on Wikipedia. My fingers go to the keyboard to type... And I have that momentary, what are we talking about today, before my fingers start moving and the, the gears start to turn. I'm like, oh yeah, the cable guy. We're back only, in 1996. Uh, yeah. Only the most uh, homework gets done on this mm. podcast. Out. Budget of $47 million. I just had that one ready, just ready mm-hmm. to go. I remembered that all week long. Mm-hmm. Box office 102.8. What do you think about that, Jared? Ooh, all this knowledge I have to give you. Ooh. Can't even hear that scroll from the mouse. Can't do it. It's <laughs> Apple mouse. It's uh, so nice. Keyboard, not so much. I, in the edit, I have to catch myself when I'm trying to to look smooth or uh, edumacated uh, mm-hmm. when I'm banging away on the keys next to my microphone. I'm like, yeah, I better edit that out. So it looks like I can just pulled that out of my ass Mm -hmm. uh this one came out june 14th 1996 we're a little behind jared we're recording this day after fourth of july but that's all right they don't have to know that i mean the episode won't be out till thanksgiving so it doesn't (laughs) matter we're late anyway i don't make those jokes anymore you got sassy the last time (laughs) i'm under siege jared with this hobby i've chosen for myself god what have i done to myself (laughs) every week Let's do this. Slip the cable guy 50 bucks, he'll give you all the movie channels for free. You're offering me a bribe. What you have just done is illegal. And in this state, if convicted, you could be fined up to $5,000 or spend six months in a correctional facility. Oh, oh, please. No, that was dumb. I'm just, I was just making conversation. <laughs> I'm just your I'll juice you up. For Stephen Kovacs. Hey! You guys play here too? Cool. The price of cable just went up. Okay, Chip Douglas, you're on my team. Let's play. No way. I'm on Steven Tim. No. We're not friends. I don't even know you. Well, let's fix that. He's got a friend he can't control. 
Where are we going? Only the finest restaurant in town. Can I have your skin? Check this out. Silence of the lambs. I just don't have any room in my life for a new friend. So, what are you trying to say? A friend who will not be ignored. I gave you free cable. The guy is a sociopath. <laughs> he leaves messages on my machine night and day. If you're there, pick up. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. He shows up wherever I go. He won't leave me alone. He's gonna need some tough love. There's Stephen Kovacs in here. I'm Stephen Kovacs. I didn't do anything. Just call my cable guy. At least look into it. Nobody named Chip Douglas works for the cable company. Suspicious, isn't it? You're all being fooled by him. <laughs> He's a lunatic and he's a felon. Don't mess with me. Come back here so that I may brain thee. I'm here for you. Don't do that. You're going to get me killed. Oh, Billy. <laughs> Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick, The Cable Guy. Okay, I'm going. Take off. I did not feel that way about rewatching the cable guy because I think no. I've seen this one in the last five years. I've probably at least watched this. This would be like my third or fourth time. Not quite really? every year. For leisure a, or uh, professional podcasting? Well, maybe one uh, for pleasure, the other two for business. I'm pretty sure I forced this and will continue to force it on every one of my podcasts. I can't <laughs> say the same for this one because where we chose to do a 25 year anniversary for the year out of laziness. So I could stop looking up anniversary dates. I chose 1996 as the greatest year in film to celebrate. We have that on our totally own. Not for we, ease of scheduling. Just no, uh, no, 96. No. What came out <laughs> June 14th? Year. I guess we're watching cable guy. All right. Joy, which uh, <laughs> sometimes it's dragon heart and you get fucked. Sometimes it's a phantom. Sometimes yeah. it's cable guy. You said last uh, we recorded, uh, you really seriously thought about quitting. Uh, and then Hyro didn't show up for it, and you're like, hey, this is joyful again. I'll stick around. <laughs> Addition by subtraction, if you will. Uh, you'll notice I this was, week, uh, I was concerned called an audible. Would, yeah. I was concerned <laughs> he was actually dead or something. <laughs> he gets up for these things. Yeah, you're, you see, you can be sassy on the show, and then privately you can uh, play the mommy role and see if everything's okay. Uh, whereas I'm like, just give me the time, give me the time for doing this. <laughs> I and, think I uh, get monosyllabic, uh, re retorts from you anytime I ask about it. Hey, you want to do this at this time on this day? Yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I did have to bump you back, uh, because my, uh, other co-host, uh, Derek on the grand gesture can be quite lengthy. And I told he him that I was yes. going to completely throw him under the bus, uh, about that today. And uh, I think he took offense at it, but uh, uh, anytime I know you're recording with Derek, it's going to go long. Um, so there's a little, there's a little wiggle room there. <laughs> so um, the cable guy, I, I don't know why I like this one so much as kids. Like I told you, I've watched it as an adult uh, multiple times over the last handful of years. This is one that, as a kid, I think I saw this three times in theaters, and that's pre-driving age. That's parents dropping you off. You know, begging, like, whatever errand they have run, can I please go see Cable Guy again? <laughs> uh, I think they thought it was strange. I remember watching this with my stepdad, mom, brother, sister, and everybody enjoyed it. And my mom hated Jim Carrey, hated Ace Ventura, hated, you know, The Mask, all that silliness. <laughs> 
And I think she liked it because she was he was playing someone that no one wanted to hang out with. And she enjoyed that he was the villain, I guess, as it were, or the, you know, the dork, which is impressive when your hero is Matthew Broderick and he's like, eh, give me Jack Black. I, I'm too cool for this. I can't be hanging out with you, Jim Carrey. He is quite the stick in the mud. I, I, I've not watched this movie in, God, it's been probably 20 years, but Matthew Broderick is timeless in how fucking awful he is in almost everything he does. It, you know, apart from Ferris Bueller, of course, but... Okay, so let's let's run through the uh, the the list. He, his buddy Jack Black, pushes him to ask for free cable, uh, mm-hmm. or I guess the you know the pay movie cables, the add-ons, uh, the extras. What Hyro uh, gets for free, you see? Yes, with his uh, deluxe AT and T package. Uh, I'm assuming all of his kids have tablets and phones, and he's got his HBO Max, um, all that stuff on there. Although. For a man that has all the all the fixins as far as from from AT and T to Tom Warner, <laughs> cue the clip. Candy, I've been doing a lot of thinking. You know how you said we don't want to be fucking Pinkberry. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about starting with something along the lines of boom, that kiosk right there? Check it out. This is how it's gonna work. First. We'll get people's attention with how hot and how banging our waitresses are, right? And then when they walk over, they're going to smell those baked potatoes cooking in the microwave and coaching. We're making money, 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 money. No diggity, no doubt. I like to bang it up. This is fucking wonderful, Holmes. I'm loving how you sexualize the food. This is perfect for a shopping mall. It's very sexy. The only thing I'm seeing I'd like to put an amend on, perhaps a little more room here for the fixins. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we're going to have a lot of fixins? We're going to have so many fucking fixins up in this motherfucker. We call the sauce station the sauce rack. Ooh. Get it? Goes with the tit theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so every single sauce needs to have a double entendre sexual name. Do you understand? Instead of bacon bits, bacon tits. Ooh, that's fucking good. Hell yeah. yeah. This shit's gonna go through the roof, man. Oh. God damn, I'm shitting gold these days. Ooh. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like motherfuckers should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. Who the fuck is trying to tell you to fucking slow down? <laughs> <laughs> for, for a man that has all that... Uh, I swear to God, you try to get pay, try to get him pay a dollar ninety nine to rent Heaven's Prisoners, and this is something that we need to have uh, his lawyers show up and negotiate the the terms mm-hmm. of this two dollar rental fee. Yeah, I, I don't think we have to go into the... arbitration over Heaven's Prisoners. <laughs> All three I of do... us sit down at the table. <laughs> I do believe the cable guy was on HBO though. I free. think. Well, not free, but you know, free to him. You know, you know free, to, yeah, free to him. It's totally worth birthing three kids to <laughs> get the free <laughs> to HBO <get> the cable <laughs> guy. <laughs> Twenty-five-year-old movie for free. Um, I want to run through mm-hmm. the list of issues that I guess we both have with Matthew Broderick. So he asks for a favor. He gets it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in fairness, Jim Carrey as the cable guy. Uh, kind of immediately asked for that favor in return, which is, uh, hey, you want to come hang out with me? Uh, which I don't think at that point would be too... I, I feel like if someone's giving me free cable, I wouldn't necessarily Cheer look you, at that yeah, yeah uh, as, a, as a bad thing. He's already kind of got my nerves because I think he calls him jerk-off. He, like, sh- screams it in his face. Uh, when He's got a very Bar- abrasive comedy style, yes. Broderick, though, doesn't seem to know how cable guys operate, where he's like immediately 
uh, getting into this dude's ass for, for being like late to his appointment, which mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ever had to get cable on his own again. You, you're calling the <laughs> ultimate stick in the mud. I just assume whenever I have an appointment like this, I pretty much take the day off from work and just mm-hmm. I'm committed to that entire day. <laughs> it's a moving target. It doesn't yeah. matter what they tell you. You're just going to have to take a vacation day if you have some sort of uh, entertainment problem with your cable. Here are the things that the cable guy does for Matthew Broderick. Takes him to medieval times, and because of his, uh, I guess, free cable handouts to pretty much everyone in this community, the city they live in, uh, he's able to get them as combatants. I'm pretty sure as a kid, I thought that was something that they would do with anybody. Like, someone would always get pulled out of the audience. I didn't realize how boring medieval times actually is when you don't have, you know, Jim Carrey as one of the performers. I think Broderick is somewhat thankful of that after the fact, but only after he bests carry and mounted mm-hmm. combat then he's like yeah that was pretty fun but he bitches the entire time mm-hmm. during it so yeah he's the guy that uh you're, you're playing madden with or uh you know basketball uh like two on two and just grumbles about what a waste of time it is but as until soon as he wins, the, until he, wins <laughs> he talks about how fantastic and how fun all of mm-hmm. that was we have a few friends like that <laughs> most of them i'm sure then the cable guy sets him up with uh, surround sound, all this uh, fancy stereo equipment. Uh, at that time, a big screen television, which is still a, a giant square, but mm-hmm. uh, still 1996. For the time, yeah. Good stuff. Um, where are you on those first two things? The medieval times, hey, we get to go out there on the horse and swing you know, foam sticks at each other. <laughs> And the free equipment, because initially he doesn't want either, but he kind of allows it for like one fun activity for each of them. I think you know me as the hermit that I am, that uh, we're going to go one good, one bad here. Uh, medieval times, I would obviously thumbs down. I wouldn't mind going out and eating with somebody, but going out and jousting or <laughs> uh, uh, middle age so- combat. Yeah, I you know let's just say you're you've got a birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. I take you to medieval times, which I think if they still exist, we would at very least have to cross state lines. So mm-hmm. that's that's. But if it was in our city, and I say, hey Jared, they're gonna give us suits of armor and we're gonna go <laughs> hit each other with this. You're saying that you would not participate in such an event, once in a lifetime uh, event. Uh, well, you know the you're leaning the... stick in the mud, Jared. You're leaning into Broderick territory. The percentages on me eating a giant piece of fried chicken and then doing any sort of exercise, it's not going to be good for my long-term health. Look, we watched The Truth About Cats and Dogs, and we came to defend the sex appeal of Janine Garofalo. I feel like that was one time we were all on the same page as far as this movie went. Mm-hmm. been over a bit backwards to look at her as some sort of troll. You don't know what regular women look like, do you, movie? <laughs> so... You have Janine Garofalo this time. This time, I'm going to say we're going to, I'm going to say it's a bit too much. Uh, the amount of sass she packs into like a 30 second interaction. That wouldn't Very get your blood brand, up, Jared. Though. It would me. I'd be ready for violence and carnage. <laughs> she's sassing me about the Pepsi she's about to pour into my, you know, mug of ale or whatever. Still. Can you imagine working at that place, though, and the guy's yeah. like, oh, we have ye old Pepsi. Oh, <laughs> like, like, dude, have I mean, heard that 15 fucking times today? I, I, I get that, but if you work at a renaissance fair, and then you have some I idiot have to expect that it, yeah. decides to LARP and roleplay, and, like, you know, they bought the ticket, they want to take the ride, are you going to tell them, like, hey, man, this is all fake? 
Like, let me pull up my <laughs> iPhone and show you how fucking fake this is. Come on. Like, you know, you, you shouldn't be working there, right? There's plenty of places where Jeannie and Graflo can ruin people's dreams and moments in the sun. Why does it happen medieval times? Get your D20 out, <laughs> wench. <laughs> and I'll show you. <laughs> I mean, you can go the other way and you can get so into it that maybe you even are off-putting to the cable guy. Maybe you just really embrace the role. I don't know. I don't know what limit that would be. Mm. He does eventually play Porno Password, which I still don't know if that's an actual game. Uh, that with, reeked uh, Ben Stiller. That was a Ben Stiller decision. So you're down. You're not down for medieval times. Uh, I will but, accept the entertainment equipment. The okay. obviously stolen, but I will uh that, That's where we flipped. Because <laughs> I'm wondering, Cable Guy, how did he get all this shit? Like, it's... You know, if it was in modern times, I could mm. see him, like, getting him, like, a flat-screen television. Saying, like, mm. hey, you need to up your game slightly. One piece of equipment. I could see, like, well, okay, this is his field. Uh, maybe he just wanted to do something nice here uh mm-hmm. i don't see him <laughs> rewiring my whole house uh this is where if hyrule was here he would mention something about your oculus and a gaming chair we'll just make sure oh, to put yeah, that yeah, yeah. put that in there Insert it that. is a it is above board for a guy that just wants to try to win back his girlfriend by having access to sleepless in seattle in the mid-90s <laughs> on pay cable so yeah I, I say okay that is obviously stolen but we're gonna have a karaoke uh, party that's where i start to think okay who are all who are these these fucking freaks <laughs> that the cable guy brings over it's like senior citizens and like people that look like they're from like the hills have eyes there's on my fucking couch dancing and like you know really rocking out to <laughs> carrie's good slash bad karaoke like i guess good in that it's better than most people could do but bad in that it's so enthusiastic about it that it becomes very cringeworthy I, I initially said like, oh, he's doing the uh, what do they call that vibrato or whatever. He's doing the uh, he's vocalizing well, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going and going, <laughs> and it doesn't stop, and it go it crass, uh, passes that threshold of uh, this should have been cut like thirty seconds to a minute ago. Like you went really long on this bit. Yeah, because unlike uh, Matthew Broderick's character who is uh, fucking a prostitute during this, we have to live through the whole. The whole song. The whole song and dance with Jim Carrey. That's where he would have... That's where I started to turn on Broderick for sure. It's like, if somebody buys me a prostitute... The prostitute. I've had this conversation on another podcast. Really? Uh, I think it was... I think it was on Projecting Film. I know Mm. it was with Chris Maynard. Mm. And this is where he is absolutely out. He feels Broderick was totally in the right. Because that is crossing a line. Whereas I feel like I've made a friend for life. If I know you are that... my friend for life, you buy me a prostitute. <laughs> We're a best of buds. <laughs> Go ahead, and make a buddy comedy. <laughs> I, yeah, I could see maybe for a moment your ego takes a little bit of a hit if you thought you just uh, scored with someone who wasn't assigned to have sex with you that mm-hmm. night and through your your Broderick charms. Although I don't know where Broderick gets the fucking ego to think he just goes over and like nods his head and is like. Yeah, you know, where are you from? Do you want something to drink? And immediately she just wants to uh, undress him, Matthew Broderick. 
Well, I can tell you as somebody that is uh, also <laughs> a schlub, that line doesn't go over well. And you definitely don't get immediate, let's go to your bedroom uh, comments after, hey, how's it going? <laughs> There's mm-hmm. at least another hour or two of uh, getting drunk and or... So you're, are you saying that the Broderick character knew in the back of his mind... He should have. The shame sets in in the morning. He's like convinced himself that he's he's the man. He's Don Draper. And then when Jim Carrey, not even in a dickish way, is just like, "Hey man, you uh, get me back next time." Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not asking for for money. He's not saying like, "All right, here's what you owe me." Like we're splitting the check type thing. He's just letting them know, like, "Hey, I'm glad you had a good time. That was my intention. Everything was everything was on me this mm-hmm. round, including the woman." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do I, I you know those minute by minute podcasts I could do a hundred episodes on this scene uh, with Jim Carrey because I it never fails to kill me I guess as an adult probably as a kid I didn't find this to be a laugh line but when Broderick has the freak out face when he realizes that Carrie has brought him has bought him a uh, prostitute mm-hmm. and there's a silence between them and Carrie hasn't yet caught on that that's what he's upset about or that he's even upset. He just points at his eggs and says, don't let your eggs get cold. That he's prepared for him. I just, <laughs> I feel like even if I was like, you had done this for me and I was slightly peeved and maybe mm-hmm. worried about the, uh, sexually gen- transmitted diseases, um, <laughs> That you undercutting it by saying "Don't let your eggs get cold." That you prepared for me, <laughs> that would cause me to to giggle. Where I would just be like, "Ah, fuck it, whatever. Whatever's gonna happen's gonna happen." The amount of anger seeps out of that moment. Where it's like, yeah, "Your scrambies are getting cold." <laughs> You've always said that you've had this uh, affinity for uh, innocent buddy uh, moments in film, so that, that 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 proves that he absolutely doesn't understand why in the world Broderick would be mad at him. The fact that he's wearing his sweatshirt and making him scrambled eggs like he's the and you know, admittedly, he did a good thing for him. And for his disillusioned, uh, as we're supposed to perceive the sort of cable guy is, where he doesn't read. Uh, the sort of the social cues. Yeah, no social uh, awareness at all. He's aware enough to know where he says, "Do you think a woman like that's going to hang out with people like uh, us unless we're paying?" Like, what are you out of your mind? Like, <laughs> he, he's aware of that. <laughs> Look at the crowd. <laughs> Read the room. You think a woman that looks like that's going to hang out here? <laughs> I just can't agree with the hate this movie got. Uh, Ebert uh, called this ahead uh, on his worst of the year list. Yeah. Uh, and my man Siskel, who no, probably knew a thing or two about prostitutes, hanging out at the Playboy <laughs> Mansion, that big fucking Easy. bulbous head of his. That <laughs> I mean, he just looks probably like a fucking missile flying through that place, just <laughs> whores, <laughs> <laughs> just diving in. <laughs> he disagreed uh, and said it's a very good film, carries best since The Mask, which I don't, I don't know if I'd. It's like yeah, it's his best one since. Last year. <laughs> the last one he did. <laughs> Amazing analysis. <laughs> Cisco had other things on his mind. You know, the, mm. probably the prostitute scene. Uh, but I remember this one getting a lot of hate because it, uh, it, uh, I guess Carrie broke a record at the time where he got a $20 million payday. Yeah. And that was a new bar that was raised uh, as far as actors. Uh, it's a lot like, I think, like why would a regular person care? It's almost like the the ones that want athletes to be paid the same salary as teachers. And I'm like, but you pay 
like your cable bill is basically to prop up sports. That's what mm. you, you are paying to watch ball games. You center your week, usually in small towns, especially around gambling on like college sports or watching the playoffs, watching football all day Sunday long, and you have no interest in what <laughs> the school plays that are going on throughout the week. You yourself have to have some awareness that this doesn't matter. And it's like I paid or I guess my parents paid, you know, the five bucks, a ticket, whatever it was at the time. Clearly I was getting my money's worth as far as this is fantastic. Uh, Jim Carrey's playing uh, a glorious asshole who just <laughs> like a, like a tornado just comes through town and destroys everything in his path. And then there's a prostitute that, that falls out. This is fantastic. Why do I care that these rich corporations are paying this man $20 million when I don't want to see them on screen. I just want to see Carrie. It, that has no bearing on me. It's not my money coming out of my pocket, uh, paying. I mean, I'm, it's my money to pay for the movie, but I'm not paying Jim Carrey's salary. They're not myself, upcharging you, know? not, you. The no. theater didn't say, "Hey, Jim Carrey got paid more, yeah. so give us another movies five bucks for this." Our baseline, like we pay the same for all the movies, so you know it is what it is. Like, I think Jim Carrey is the best at uh, uh, physical comedy and and the the slapstick, and that's obviously what he was brought in for. So, you're going to pay the best at something, uh, the most amount of money. The, and that, that analogy about teachers and shit, like, the minute that a five foot four, fifty year old woman can dunk a basketball backwards, <laughs> and maybe she can get paid millions of dollars. Like, I, I don't know, it's just a, it's an availability of a skill, and I don't think Jim Carrey has many peers when it comes to uh, uh, slapstick and uh, just just general nonsense. I could see the everyman um, having some distaste for him getting paid that for not doing. I mean, it's fairly close, but I think at the time it was seen as like like Macaulay Culkin when he did The Good Son. It was like, this isn't Home Alone. This has gone much. off the rails. This isn't Ace Ventura. This isn't, yeah. But it's in in retrospect, it's not that far off, as you said. The physical really. comedy, uh, he's abrasive as Ace Ventura, well, even I mean, though he's the hero. That's not someone I'd want to hang out with. Take the medieval times fight. Like I was in stitches, uh, hearing him grunt and growl and scream, and <laughs> him vocalizing the uh, background music as he's fighting Matthew Broderick. Like, yeah, I definitely, uh, I would not want to be there. I would think that it would, the critics might have gone to bat a little bit more for him for, you know, uh, stretching a little bit where he's playing the villain. It's a darker comedy. It's He's it's, definitely not the hero. Yeah, it's not uh, the mask where I guess he's an anti-hero when he's wearing it, but mm. he's still being shot at by gangsters or whatever. So, you know, what do you care if he hits them with a sledgehammer or what the fuck he does? I've Admittedly, the only rewatching I've done of the mask is probably like a Cameron Diaz gif here or there. <laughs> that, that time period. There's something Peak. different about her on in that one. Peak Diaz. A little, uh, a little extra meat on the bones there. God, fucking Hiro to uh, like come through the screen on you like that, like a character. Ass in the isn't ring. big enough. <laughs> Ass isn't the size of a semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, review from uh, the New York Daily News, which uh, of course I don't know what these these films uh, at this age, pre you know modern internet. Uh, this was God. I'm trying to think in '96 if I even had internet that would have been we might have had maybe up at best yeah 
Um, it wouldn't have been a normal part of life, but yeah, this was dated March 11, 2019. I'm just going to operate on the assumption that Dave Kerr of the New York, New York daily news was not doing some sort of retrospective like we were. <laughs> and it's just when they got around to posting it, uh, he called the cable guy a gutsy move on Carrie's part, suggesting a willingness to grow just where commercial good sense would say to stand pat. And, um, yeah, I would say that commercially it wasn't a bomb that, and I remembered that maybe that's the reputation of people hating Carrie. I thought that it lost money. Uh, it doesn't look like it made, you know, made a hundred million. So, uh, but I, yeah, critically it's at 53% on Rotten Tomatoes and the audience score is 51%. So I think Jim Carrey mania was so crazy back then when we were, when we were kids that like he did, I think it's a great movie myself, but it wasn't like, you know, uh, it wasn't his um, pet detective level, I guess, for those people. Like, and it wasn't, you know, it obviously wasn't Ace Ventura. It was something different. And, and I guess that's, you have these movie stars that step out of the box and then people demonize them for it. And then they keep on doing the same thing over and over and then they demonize them for that. So I don't know what you're supposed to do. I think that's a good lead into our very next episode, which is going <laughs> to be, I guess, maybe the last financial hurrah of Arnold Schwarzenegger in 80s Arnold action mode, where it's just Arnold is uh, yeah, give facing Arnold off a against to, uh, Predator. Give Arnold a reason to uh, rip his shirt off and punch somebody. <laughs> Fight an alligator. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold is commando. Now Arnold is a racer. He's just always some sort of cool yep. title of uh, a job that involves killing people uh, for the most part. So he is well yeah. suited to it. Apparently <laughs> he's made quite the career out of ending people's lives. But would uh, you, uh, would you say that the, the Truman show and you know, the carries his perceived attempt to like, you know, be taken seriously when Oscars has sort of erased, I guess, some of the sins of the cable guy. Cause I think now like he went through that string of Truman show and uh man on the moon and the majestic where people he, maybe he look tried. back at cable guy and they're like, Oh, that wasn't really that different from Mace Ventura. Now like Truman show is, uh, is we're getting into, I mean, he's weeping at the end of the film. So this is actually, I think he's yeah. weeping at the end of man on the moon too. Yeah. If you thought, the cable guy was stepping outside of the box. Jim Carrey said, no, I'll show you. Watch how Don't crazy I get. <laughs> Watch how crazy I get over the next 25 years. <laughs> yeah, and then he just stopped. He did that thing where, uh, like, Eddie Murphy and he's, you know, they, basically the comedians that reign on the silver screen for a decade eventually find themselves doing, like, Daddy Daycare and Mr. Popper's Penguins, where it's just, well, it's just like, offensive to all involved. You you have this period where you try to step out of the box and break your label, and then you come back to something safe that's going <laughs> to cut a check, essentially. Because eventually, it's like um, that whole thing with Dave Chappelle. You remember that whenever he's like, you know, I'm trying to go out to eat with my fucking kids, and I've got people screaming, I'm Rick James, bitch. Like, do you understand that I'm a performer and that, like... Mm -hmm. Can I can I have a moment where you turn this shit off? Like I ain't here to entertain you at all times. I feel feel like comedians get that more than most people. Yeah, it be, would be, be like funny, a, stupid. <laughs> Tell me a joke, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people feel that way with athletes as far as uh, <laughs> interacting with them. I'm sure they like want an autograph or they ruin yeah. their meals. But do people <laughs> throw breadsticks 
Julio <laughs> Jones and see if he can catch them. I mean, that's, that's basically what you're doing to you know comedians. Is... <laughs> I, I would greatly enjoy this Whopper, but I'll greatly enjoy it better if I bounce it off Julio Jones' head. <laughs> Uh, I feel like in these times, uh, uh, that's you know, depending on the person throwing uh, said mm-hmm. uh, food product, uh, you could get into a great deal of trouble if you're throwing that at a black athlete. Um, yeah, let's not do fruit. <laughs> We've had that in the news recently, so don't. You know, do that. who could you throw it at? I don't know. Uh, Packers Just, fans could throw cheese at Aaron Rodgers, maybe depending to, on how that turns stick out. Stick to uh, white athletes, and then throwing. Uh, breadsticks or jars of mayo. <laughs> I feel like the internet would laugh if it's a quarterback. Uh, they like to take them down a peg. So Rogers, Brady, yeah, uh, yeah they would. Uh, they would probably think that's a okay. Be like, uh, what was it? Was it Buffalo where they threw a dildo on the field? <laughs> yeah, just go fucking nuts with it. Uh, and then I'm sure the athlete would be blamed if they, they you know, they made an inappropriate yeah, gesture. Caught it, if they caught it with if his they mouth. <laughs> And that's uh, the cable guy for Silver <laughs> Cinema this week. Jared eventually got to porno password. Um, I forgot to ask how long? How long do you make it in Broderick's shoes? How many rounds do you make a porno password? He, I think he makes it to round three. He makes it. To four I'm skin. not playing at all. Like I know there's a lot of um, usually more uh, left-minded liberal families that are pretty open with each other about that stuff. We're in the South here. There's no talk of foreskin or nipples or labia. I think the nipple round, I could, I could manage that one. I feel like there's clues where you could try to steer it away from the sexual content. Um, I don't know when you're, if your Broderick's mom just shouts tit at you with (laughs) such joy and glee, uh, I probably tap out, but foreskin, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the. Nope. Uh, I'm out. That's that Seinfeld gif of standing mm-hmm. up, hands up. No, nope, I'm gone. I'm not doing this. Pyro's here. I think he maybe would. Uh, he could give us, <laughs> how how would he do the, uh, <laughs> the the what was that? What was the the game where you had the? There's many games like that where you have the little buzzer and you can like you can't say this word. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know that, I can't remember the name of it either. You can't uh, in uh, porno password. Can you only say one word, but you can gesture as much as you want? Or maybe I guess I feel- so. I thought like I thought you could say whatever you wanted to, like as long as you didn't say the. So word we're we're surmising or- that uh, Broderick is just terrible at it because he just keeps saying center when he's talking about nipple. Center is all he says I, over and over. They played some, you know, like Monopoly has free parking or whatever. I guess porno password has you can only use one word. Hmm. No, uh, uh, I don't know. It's. That whole scene reeked of Ben Stiller. Uh, you hate Ben just, Stiller, don't you? No, I don't hate him. It's just like, oh, here it goes. The family, the family thinks he's a dumbass and a moron, and being uh, <laughs> uh, out of pocket, and they're going to support Jim Carrey. I was like, yeah, this is Ben Stiller for sure. <laughs> you explained it well enough, but it still just sounds like. You just have a death grudge against Ben Stiller for some reason. I, I, man, that his 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 bits where he's the serial or the the killer, the murderer, oh, the Sam Swede or whatever it was. Oh my the, god! The I had Asian to stop. Gang. I had to stop the movie. I was laughing so hard. I was like, he was Asian. I'm pretty sure he was speaking a different language, an Asian one. I was 
die. Uh, I was like, this will never get made again. Never, ever. I probably can't even drop the clip uh, with, the, <laughs> with what's happened uh, in the last year in the yeah. Asian American community, but privately i can laugh at the cable guy because i'm like that's that's 25 years ago it was uh we were different then. it was a more innocent and more openly racist time <laughs> <laughs> maybe i will leave that in <laughs> cue the music <laughs> The scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm Ramzon. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Fucking retard, are you a fucking clueless idiot? I should have never listened to you, man. I used to think you were cool. I used to think you were a rock star. Now look at you. Oh, look at me? Look at you, you look like a fucking monster. Well, at least I'm not the fucking Grinch. I am at the darkest point in my life, and it's all your fault. And you know what? I quit. Fuck you. Uh, you clean those fixes up right now. Yeah, big boy. From now on, you gotta clean up your own fixes. Get out of here. If you leave right now, Stevie, I swear to God, this is it between me and you. Well, suck my dick. What the fuck are you looking at?